Welcome to the 7 Daily Choices Podcast, a podcast designed to empower you to transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. My name is Dow Tippett, and I want to help you create, build, and sustain a thriving life with others. Welcome to Saturday, Submission Saturday here at 7 Daily Choices. We've gone through six of the seven choices that we have to make every day in every relationship, in every interaction, in order to allow us to do the work of creating, building, and sustaining a thriving life with others. And today what I want to do is I want to look at the bedrock choice. I call it the bedrock choice because without this first choice, none of the others work the way you want them to. In other words, the other choices are all going to do good things, but they are not going to optimize your leadership without this last choice. They're not going to ignite your world without this last choice. This seventh choice is the one that you've got to make first and last. It's got to lead your choices and close them out. It's got to be the way your life comes out. If you want these choices to truly transform your relationships, optimize your leadership, and ignite your world. And the last choice is this, submission. Submission. Now, here in America, we struggle with this word submission. Um, The reality is we don't like it a lot. And a lot of times it's because we don't understand what submission really is. Far too often we see submission and subjugation as equals, and they're not. Um, Subjugation is a forced um, position of servitude. Submission is a chosen position of servitude. Okay, so in both places, we end up serving others. In both places, we end up doing what others want us to do. We follow others' instructions. We, we worry about others' needs above our own. But in subjugation, we're forced there. We use the word abuse, oppression. All these words are words for subjugation. And we fight subjugation, especially here in America, tooth and nail. The problem is we've confused submission and subjugation. So oftentimes we struggle with submission because we think it's subjugation. Now, let me be clear. Submission is not an easier term. Submission literally means under the feet of. Okay, sub comes from the word under and tasso, hupotasso, which is the Greek word in the Bible used for submission. Tasso comes from the word uh, feet and it's where we get our word tassels for commander. So you're under the feet of. And the picture here is of someone laying on the ground with a sword at their throat or with a foot on their neck and a sword at their throat, right? So that's submission. However, the difference between subjugation and, subju- and, and submission is that in subjugation, I've been forced to that position. In submission, I'm the strong one. In submission, we had a fight, we had a duel, and I won. But then I laid down and I let you have the sword and I let you make the decisions. I'm the powerful one. I'm the one with the most choice. I'm the one who moves in a way that allows me to have influence over you and to have the ability to move you, not because of forcing my influence on you, but because of serving you in a way that makes you desire to influence me. Now, when I talk about submission, I talk about three things that submission is. First of all, it's the choice to love. 
Now, this one's easy for us to understand uh, in the way we see things in the perfect world, okay? Submission is a choice to love. Now, again, this is a choice. You, you can't force this on people, but when husbands love their wives with submission, uh, the Bible says, husbands love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. When husbands love their wives that way, we see them as heroic. When they give up themselves for the sake of their wives, that's heroic, right? When wives submit to your husbands as to the Lord, okay, the same way you would submit to God himself, you submit to your husband, that's a chosen position. In 1 Peter, when Peter talks about this in the Bible, he tells wives, uh, that they need to submit to their husbands. And then he tells husbands to love their wives as if they're the weaker party. Now, some people have taken that to say wives are weaker than husbands. So husbands need to do that. No, 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 no. Husbands, because you're stronger and you view yourself as the more powerful, if you view yourself or you want to be more powerful, what you need to do is you need to treat your wife as someone you lift up, not someone you push down. Powerful people with submission lift others up. And that's what great leaders do. It's not that they lift themselves up, they lift others up. This is what we do with our children when we lift them up. This is what we do with our employees when we lift them up. As employees, this is what we do for our employers when we lift them up. We, we raise them up with our strength, okay? Think more of the, the base of the pyramid as being submission, the person in submission. They're the strong people. We put the strong people on the bottom and they lift the pyramid up. Okay, submission is not something where we are in a place of of subjugation where somebody has power pressing down on us. It, it flip the flip the understanding, flip the the pyramid there, and see yourself as lifting up your organization, lifting up your people, lifting up your family, lifting up your bride or your husband. You lift them up. That's submissive. It's the chosen mission to be under other people so you can lift up what they have. Okay, Submission to Christ is to lift up his mission. Submission to your wife is to lift up her needs, her desires. I, I like to say it this way. It's a chosen heart set not just a mindset, a heart set to surrender my needs, my agenda, my goals, my desires for the sake of another. So that everything I do is for the sake of lifting someone else up. That's love. That's what love looks like. And when we understand that's what love looks like, then we can love others that way and love them well. That's submission. It is a choice to love others. Now, it's also the freedom to live fully. Listen, when I choose to be under submission to, to other things or under submission to a, a particular um, goal or desire, whether it's my, uh, my own or someone else's, when I choose to live under submission, I choose to put myself in a particular um, lane of the road, of the highway of life. I choose to put myself in a place where I'm restricting myself. And a lot of times, part of what we don't like about submission is it feels restricting because I'm restricting myself. But there's so much freedom in restricting ourselves. So often we fight restriction because we want to be free. Listen, freedom comes from restriction. Ask any artist, okay? In particular, do this. Ask a sketch artist. Which is better, to have 97 co colors to choose from or one?
A good sketch artist can make a beautiful portrait with one color. When I was a kid, I, I like to tell this story. When I was a kid growing up, um, we, we started seeing those 24 box crayons and then the 48 box crayons and then the, the ones with the pencil sharpener or the crayon sharpener right in the front of them. Crayola was coming out with all those. I got eight. <laughs> I always only got eight. And the reason I always got only got eight, we were poor. We were very, very poor. And so I would go to school with eight. I, I think one time I was allowed to get 16 uh, when the price went down on those because of all the others. Uh, but I never had as many colors. But you know what? Every time I was asked to color or draw something in school, I was able to color or draw it. I was. But I spent more time doing the work than I did picking colors. Uh, uh, my friends were all trying to figure out what color skin was. Me, I was mixing orange and white and trying to make something that looked like me, which isn't even what skin color is. It's just my skin color. There's a thousand skin colors. I don't know why we work so hard at that. The fact is that color, when you limit your colors, you actually get more done. You have more room for creativity, more room for expression because you're not having to make all those extra choices, okay? But this comes out in some of our, some, some people who are trying to figure out how to make fewer and fewer decisions. We know about decision fatigue, right? If I have to make too many decisions early in the morning, by the end of the day, I'm not making as good as decisions, which is why people end up usually getting drunk and doing dumb things in the nighttime. It's because they've been doing smart things. Um, in the daytime and even more so at the end of the week it's harder because we've been making decisions all week and by the end of the week we're just fatigued we just want to let our hair down we just want to let go we just want to but listen if you make decisions ahead of time on who you're going to be and where you're going to live and how you're going to do things then what happens is those decisions don't have to be made over and over eventually they fall into the realm of habit and some leaders would tell you make as many decisions as possible ahead of time as many as possible ahead of time. For example, hold on just a second. Sorry, a little technical difficulties there. As many as possible we want to make ahead of time. For example, Steve Jobs wore the same outfit every day. Why? Because he didn't want to think about it. When I go to speak, I now wear the same outfit. When I go to speak professionally, I wear the same outfit every time. I may end up with several different copies of that outfit. Uh, as I make more money, I'm going to probably have several copies of that outfit, but it will be one outfit, so I don't think about what I'm wearing. Here's what I'm going to wear when I go on stage. When I speak to people uh, and I share, I don't wear shoes. Now, there are some people who are like, uh, does that work in professional settings? So far, nobody's gotten mad at me, but the reality is this. That's something I do. It's my thing. It doesn't have to be your thing. I have my J-Cross that I wear. I put this on every day. Why do I wear my J-Cross? Because it means something to me. Okay? There are things that I do every day I don't have to think about. And once you learn not to think about them, they become such habits that you're not deciding anymore. It's already decided. So as many decisions as you can make ahead of time need to be made. And when that happens, you become free in so many other areas. Well, what if you decide that you're going to serve your spouse to the best of your ability? You're going to make them the priority. Well, when the question comes down of who's right and who's wrong or who, who needs to make a decision or whatever, it's whatever's best for them. You've already decided whatever's best for them. Now, sometimes that gets difficult because what's best for them in your mind and what's best for them in their mind may be two different things, and you've got to work through that. But the reality is we're not thinking about 
who gets what's best or who who gets to win here, my wife wins. If I get a choice, I'm going to make sure my wife wins. Wherever I get the chance, I'm going to make sure my wife wins. Now, having made that choice, I can then choose to love her well through that same choice. Now, do I always get it right? No, I'm not claiming perfection by any means. There are times when I end up choosing myself by accident. We'll talk about that in another episode and, and the choices we make that get us in trouble. But first, we want to talk about just what this thing of submission is. So first of all, it's the choice to love. Second of all, it's the freedom to live. If you really want to get free with your time, that's one of the places we all seem to be constrained. We don't have enough time. It seems like we're always rushing from one thing to another. Then you need to choose submission. Submission will give you some freedom. Here's what you do. You decide what your priorities are ahead of time. You put them on your calendar. And then when other people ask to fill those time slots, you say no. Oh my gosh, the freedom that comes from saying no. Well, how is it submissive to say no to people? Well, listen, I have very rarely found people who are bothered by an honest no because you have plans. Okay? When you're honest with them, you're straightforward with them, most people are thankful for that. Now, the few people who are bothered are being so selfish and so self-focused that it's not good for them to be that selfish. So you're actually helping them out by choosing to say no to them. I had one friend who I asked him for a meeting, and every time I would ask him for a meeting, here would be his response. Well, I don't have time this week, but maybe we can look at next week. I don't have this time this week, but maybe we can look at next week. And I realized the more times he did that, here's what I began to realize. He didn't have time. He probably did have time this week, but he wasn't going to schedule it this week. If I've called him at the spur of the moment and want to get together, he's going to push me back a week so that he's able to keep his schedule free. He was retired. I know he had time in his week, but he always pushed it back a week. And you know what? Never bothered me. I was never in such a place of emergency. I needed that meeting right now. And by pushing it back a week, he helped me to plan my schedule and to be more ready for those meetings. And he, he found that people, I actually asked him, why do you do that? And he explained, he said, I find people are more prepared if you give them time to prepare. It wasn't even about him. He did that in order to help other people who wanted meetings with him to be ready for the meeting they were going to have with him. And it gave him the time to give them anything they needed to have ahead of time to be ready for the meeting for him. I'm not available this week, but maybe I, maybe I can do something next week. Over and over and over was a, something he did not only to help himself, but it also helped the people around him. That's submission. And he was free to live well because he submitted. Submission to a budget makes your money get free. You've got to choose submission brings freedom. Even though it feels like it's restraining us, those restraints actually create freedom within us. And so learning to choose submission allows us to live a life of freedom. And here's the last truth. Submission, the choice to surrender yourself for the sake of others and to lift them up is the power to lead. John Maxwell says leadership is influence. If you really want to gain influence over other people, choose to submit to them. Uh, in his book, Good to Great, uh, Jim Collins points out that there are different types of leaders and that a level five leader is the kind of leader who takes the time to lift up the team around him. It says about him, they were humble about themselves, but they were dead focused on the mission or vision of the company they were leading, the organization they were leading. And so they would be self-deprecating, but they would always lift up their team. 
They would always lift up the people around them. They wouldn't lift themselves up. They'd lift up the people around them. And so that submission, that choice to be submissive made them a better leader, gave them influence. Jesus actually told his disciples, this is how you're going to be great. If you want to be great, learn to be the servant of all. And he demonstrated that at the end of his life, right before he went to the cross, he was in uh, having Passover dinner with all the disciples the night before he was arrested. And at that dinner, at that time, he, they, everybody comes in and they've been arguing about who's the greatest among them. Who, which one, who's the one that lo- Jesus loves the most? Who's Jesus gonna put in the head of his kingdom? Woo, it's good times. Jesus coming into his own. We're gonna be at the, t- at the front of the line. Who gets to be there? And it might've even gone something like this. You know, the argument my brothers and I have, yeah, mom loves you most. We all know it, right? Which isn't true. She loves me the most. But anyway, we, they're having that argument, right? And here's what Jesus did. While they're arguing about who's the greatest, he took off his outer garment, wrapped a towel around him, and went around and started washing feet, which we know from history was the job of the lowest servant in the house. And Jesus says, just like I did for you, I want you to do for each other. Instead of trying to push your way forward, step to the back of the line. We talked earlier in this series about being teachable. Listen, if you're not teachable, then you're not going to be able to lead well. Great leaders are teachable. They are always learning. They're always growing. They're never set in who they are. Well, guess what? That's submission. That's an act of submission. One of my favorite books on how to get here is a book by Marilee Adams called Change Your Questions, Change Your Life. And what she showed was that when we use questions where we're trying to learn, we put ourselves in a place of submission and people are influenced by that desire to learn and we actually can help lead people that way. This was, this was Socrates' uh, great idea, the Socratic method, was that if I ask learning questions, I can actually help other people see things they haven't seen before, not because I'm trying to uh, twist the questions or move the questions or mold the questions, but because I'm trying to question in a way to learn myself and it causes other people to learn as well. I found this in a group I'm in. In fact, I mentioned my J. Krauss, um, a group called Mark Men for Christ, where our whole time together of helping each other out is about one guy saying, hey, I need help in an area, and another guy asking learner questions. And because he's asking learner questions, and he's asking questions not to guide a guy to a particular end, but to help a guy discover what's going on in his heart, Guys are set free all the time. Not just not just once or twice, but every time we get together, we see guys set free from, from something that's built up again or taken back over again in the last week or two weeks, something that's set in. And so we find that that's a way that we can, we can work through those things together, but it's about being submissive to one another. This is the power to lead. Submission is the power. It's the power within us to lead others. And it's the thing that's going to help us get the furthest along is learning to put ourselves under others by choice and lifting their weight up. Lifting their weight up. And of course, I've already mentioned Jesus uh, and washing the disciples' feet, but the fact is Jesus is the greatest leader in history. 
Now, you may not believe he's the son of God like I do, but let's be clear. This man lived for 33 years. He, he only lived to be 33 years old. He only actually did ministry for three years, okay? Three and a half, give or take. Okay? About three and a half years, he was actually teaching and training people. He focused on 12 people, and when he died, only had 120 people who were still backing him. Okay. Yet his leadership was so powerful that to this day, over 2 billion people on the face of the earth claim to be his followers. Now that's leadership. 2,000 years ago, he was on the earth doing his leading. Now, as Christians, we believe he's still leading through the Holy Spirit, and that's true. However, even if you don't believe as a Christian <laughs> that that's going on, you're just looking at leadership patterns. This guy knew what he was doing, and Jesus chose submission. He chose to put the needs of everybody else ahead of himself and gave up heaven to become one of us. And not just one of us, but became like a servant among us. And then he chose to die on a cross. Now, that's leadership. And the reason people follow him is they see a God who is the most powerful being in the universe choosing to put himself in a place to lift us up instead of hold us down. That's leadership. And that's what submission is. Submission is the bedrock for the rest of these choices. In order to be vulnerable, I've got to choose to surrender myself. In order to open my eyes and begin to see other people for who they are and see myself more clearly, guess what? I've got to surrender myself. If I'm going to really be a safe person, uh, a person of generosity and gratitude who creates safety around me, guess what? I've got to surrender myself. Radical honesty is dangerous honesty. It can rock relationships because we're telling people things oftentimes they don't want to hear. That means I'm going to have to be willing to risk myself. Forgiveness. I have to risk myself. Integrity. I've got to give up myself to live after a vision, goal, and life that doesn't yet exist for me. This is the choice that is the bedrock for all of them. We've got to learn to submit and to choose submission. But when we do that, when we choose submission, guess what? We gain, this is the choice that shows people we love them. It is the freedom to live a full and abundant life. And it is the power to lead others to, th to become their best selves. That's submission. That's what submission does for us and for others. So we need to choose submission every day. Listen, if you've enjoyed these podcasts, if you see some value in where we're headed with this, as we begin to share more and more how you can transform your relationships and optimize your leadership and ignite your world. If you want to be a part of that, then we want to encourage you. Listen, at the end of this first week here, these first set of episodes, will you just subscribe? And every week on Wednesday, starting next Wednesday, you're going to receive a new podcast in your inbox, and you'll be ready to go. If you'll just subscribe, then we'll be able to get these to you as often as possible.
If you'd like more than just what we have going on in the podcast, uh, you can go to 7dailychoices.com and you'll see some other things going on there that we do, some books that we have available, including uh, 7 Daily Choices itself and the book submission are available there. You'll see some opportunities. I, I do some speaking, so if you're looking for a speaker, especially as we go through these changing times and uh, a lot of events are going to have speakers who, who are going to have to re- rebook and they're going to be for speakers quickly. You know, I'd love to come and speak and share about how your people help other people to see the beauty of being able to transform their relationships, ignite and optimize their leadership, their world. If you have a particular area, avenue you want someone to speak in, I can do that as well. So so look into that. You can get a hold of us there at 7 Daily Choices. We'd love But most of all, if you rate and review what we're doing, it allows more to see and to get this in their inbox and to see what we're doing to get this message out. That we can live together. We can create and build and sustain a thriving life together. We can do this, but we have to choose it. Okay? And remember this. Life is a gift. Living is a choice. And living is measured in relationships. So choose relationship today.